you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. It's hump day. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hanses, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hump day, YOLO! <laughs> little concerned that Dan is uh, progressing through hump day by drinking LaCroix, um, whatever that stuff is, the soda that you're drinking. I, it's just Love not LaCroix. a drink. No, I don't match. Mm. It does not match... Uh, well with the Dan so Hans's persona that I have. Well, maybe it's time for everyone should evolve. We've known each other for many years. Mm-hmm. This is evolution. And if you think I'm just going to be drinking a big old bottle of Yoohoo for the rest of my life. Diet Coke. I'm not sure. asking yeah. for Yoohoo. It was not a request for you to um, to back cycle into Yoohoo, but the, I, it, it does not fit you. Do you I think it fits backstory? perfectly with, with a guy this concerned about his hair and just loving <laughs> hair products. It's like right in on brand. I have LaCroix backstory. <laughs> LaCroix, which if you're not aware, uh, is a... Uh, uh, flavored soda water, a little, just, tr- a little trendy. Yeah, a uh, little, and a it's trendy. very popular, uh, at least in Southern California. I don't know if it's a, a national thing, but uh, we have to. We, today's our video show, and you could uh, check it out uh, starting on Thursday at I don't know nine a.m. Eastern, noon Eastern, noon Eastern, noon Eastern, <laughs> nine a.m. Pacific on Thursday. Uh, you could check it out. But we we do like fancy boys. We go and we get makeup. Um, for the video show, and uh, Daddy likes to pop down the hallway after the makeup and go into the little talent area, mm. holding room, where Daddy gets free stuff. Um, sometimes I get a lollipop, uh, and sometimes I open the fridge, and uh, they have bottled water <laughs> and Gatorade. And now, for the first time ever, it's fully stocked with LaCroix, so today mm. is a success and a, a, at a high level. You're I'm not not, buy, not buying a word of of it at all, but I will allow you to. That's your story. You can live with that story. Especially calling yourself daddy in a room full of men. We're not your Yolo. Children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big show today. Uh, a trade involving my beloved New York Football Jets. Also, Aaron Rodgers uh, doing some business with the Packers. Long awaited on that front. And then, of course, oh my goodness, it's that time. 
Uh, every year, it's a tradition. We um, pick a team of around the NFL. And coming up later today, the the vitally important part of the first step of the process, nominations uh, for a team of around the NFL 2018. Who will succeed the Los Angeles Rams uh, in 2018 as the team that we all support as the podcast? We adopt them as a podcast. We all nominate. Or could later it, could today. it be back to back Rams action? We don't know. Greg, well, I I, I like that idea, but I, I already know that that's a non-starter, so that'll never be brought up. <laughs> I'm just saying, no one wants the Rams again. No, the Rams. I thought were. A nice I would do it again. And- I feel like I've joined the process, and it still has to be completed. So I'm rooting for them this year, but I'm going to be rooting for like five teams. So I'm happy to get another one in the mix. There you go. And uh, one bit of housekeeping before we get to the news, uh, as you may be aware, I'm sure you are if you're a regular listener of the show. We are heading to London uh, for 10 days starting on Saturday. Can you believe it? Uh, And one of the events, we're doing a bunch of stuff over there. uh, We're all excited uh, to do it, but one of the events that personally I'm the most excited for is doing a live show from London, and we now have information. Information, Erica Tamposi, the loose cannon behind the glass. It will be held uh, at whew, what is the name of this place? The Curtain Club. The Curtain Ooh, Club I like the sound of that. in Shoreditch. Uh, in Shoreditch. That's uh, uh, on Curtain Road. Original. It's all starting to make sense. Uh, On Tuesday, uh, the show begins at 7 o'clock. Keep an eye out uh, from our respective Twitter handles. Uh, Today, Wednesday, we'll send out a link to get tickets, limited tickets. This is not going to be, this isn't Wembley Stadium. There's only X amount of tickets available uh, to enjoy a live show with the heroes, a special live show, by the way. We're going to make our Go Get My Lunch predictions for 2018. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll meet a bunch of people, hang out, probably have some beers after. Oh, yeah. That's what we do around here. So uh, next Tuesday, live show in London at the Curtain Club. Ooh. Supplies. We've been waiting for this for years. Limited. Limited. This, this is what it's all about. I mean, we're, we'll also have the Piccadilly event on Saturday, which – can house uh, as many people as want to show up. And I think there's going to be some sort of Q&A after. And I think we'll also probably have some sort of meetup during the week. Maybe it'll just be after this live but show. But we are getting... So there's there's more there's more to come. Yeah, and we are getting... And I we see the tweets of, you know, hey, guys, where are you going to be at this hour and that hour? And when can we <laughs> have you come over to our house and have, like, a roast beef dinner? It's like, here's the thing. We we are still learning about our schedule um, in small increments. Roast beef dinner, you said. I'm just saying. There's a lot of very nice... The traditional uh, very nice, fare. Very nice invitations, <laughs> but we simply... Cannot, we don't want to put out bad information, right. so we're not putting out really any because we don't have any other Good than, choice other of, than Curtain uh, Club. local cuisine to really make the Listen, story I used sizzle. Listen, li- I used to live in England. I'll never forget. I would go over to my friend's house up the street, and his his parents would sit down to these uh, massive British dinners. Mm. And I didn't, How old I were you? Uh, four or five, six years old. I couldn't identify a single thing that, that I saw on, the, on any of the plates. It was not the food that I ate at my house. <laughs> it was not. So. All right. So Mark <laughs> returns to his homeland. That is the... The, the subplot that should not be overlooked here, Mark returns home. Let's do some news. Relax, relax. 
five letters here just for everybody out there in Packer land today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. An original Chris Wessling composition. Can you believe it? Great, great musician, Wes. People don't know that about him. Electronic house musician. Right. Just pop some Molly in and listen to a little A-Rod. Relax. <laughs> I'm doing things in the studio you guys don't even know about. <laughs> like the Beatles in 1968. Just fearless. Like Steve Aoki the, uh, in 2015. Um, all right, we'll get to Aaron Rodgers in a second. But let's start with a big trade uh, that went down about an hour before we came upstairs. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, a New York Jet for a brief time, about – I don't know, five months or so, but in that time, he um, uh, built up his value by playing very well in the preseason, by what, looking healthy in practice, and uh, and the Jets pulled the trigger on a trade to the New Orleans Saints, a team that uh, before today didn't really have a clear path forward post-Drew Brees, and now they do. A uh, The terms are the Jets send uh, Bridgewater and a fifth-round pick, I believe. Sixth round. Sixth round pick. Uh, to the Saints in exchange for a third-round pick. Chris Wessling, you wrote about this on NFL.com. Your reaction to the trade? I think if you were sitting in Mike McCagnin's shoes or standing in his shoes in January or February, this is the best-case scenario for all of your plans. You Sam Darnold falls to number three. You draft him. He plays well enough that you are comfortable starting him in week one. And Teddy Bridgewater plays so well – that instead of giving getting like a conditional seventh rounder for him, you get a third round pick for a guy that you're going to have to pay $6 million in the coming week just to put him on your roster. Hmm. So to me, whatever Mike, McCon- whatever Mike McCagnin's expectations were, I think he had to have exceeded them. And it gets him a pick back. He gave up three second round picks plus the first round pick just to move up for Darnold. So they're going to be short on young players coming up. It helps them out. And it's an all-in move for the Saints who – are trying to win this year, and as much as I'm hopeful that Teddy Bridgewater is maybe the next quarterback of the future in New Orleans, it's really complicated for that to actually happen. Drew Brees is on the cap next year for $33 million. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent next year who may have some value, so it very well could be a one-and-done situation. It's just complicated. It reminds me a lot of the Jimmy G situation, There's obvious differences, but there's an established quarterback. How is he going to handle it? Will Teddy want to sign a long-term contract extension now that sets him up to be the quarterback of the future? Maybe everyone can all agree and it works out, but it's a little complicated. I mean, I think right now, though, it's very much about this season. The Saints and Sean Payton and Drew Brees have a Super Bowl window and those things shut quickly. And it, you, th- this is what it is, the anti-Jerry Jones handling of the backup quarterback situation before Dak Prescott showed up, where the minute Tony Romo gets down, you have an absolute no-namer coming in, and the season is toast. Mm. Now you've got someone – it would have been Tom Savage. Your season is over if Tom Savage has to step in and play three or four games for some reason. Now you cannot lose those games in that division – the one thing I'd say about Teddy Bridgewater, though, it shows you when you when you net one of these devastating injuries, it is possible that he travels through three seasons with two pass attempts hmm. instead of being able to go somewhere this year and showcase yourself in a bad quarterback team where you get to play eight or nine starts, really impress, and go out and make a lot more money next offseason. It's another year where we may not see him at all. And there are so there are still there's a level of assumption that Teddy Bridgewater is now fine. 
which we have not seen him on the field a lot. He's played a little bit of preseason here, a little preseason there, uh, a, a very brief cameo at the end of last year. Now the knee is okay now, and if you read Ian O'Connor for ESPN wrote a really good piece uh, digging into the specifics of that knee injury, which you know he came close to losing his leg uh, if there would have been nerve damage. It was that blown up. It was described as a war injury. That's how bad it looked. Um, so will that knee, because we talk about Sam Bradford all the time. Can his knee hold up over a full season? We don't know if Teddy Bridgewater really still can do that. Thank you. But there were they. I think it's a worthy gamble by the Saints because he's shown enough, and he's so well respected, Wes, in league circles. Absolutely, and I think it, Greg's right that it's complicated, but it gives the Saints options. Drew Brees will be forty years old in January, and as we've seen with just about every forty-year-old quarterback except Tom Brady. When the end comes, it comes fast. You're not prepared for it. You're not ready for Peyton Manning to all of a sudden not be able to throw anymore or Brett Favre to just fall apart. And if Drew Brees falls apart, there's always the franchise tag with Bridgewater. And, and let's not remember how Drew – let's please remember. How about that? Okay, that was yeah. going to say. <laughs> Otherwise, just forget what I'm about to say. But let's say, you know, it was Sean Payton who – took a chance essentially on Drew Brees when the Dolphins passed on Drew Brees because of knee issues and stuff for Dante Culpepper. And that set that franchise back a decade plus. And now you've got Teddy Bridgewater potentially as a final salvo for Sean Payton. If he's not there that much longer, we don't know. Connect the dots in terms of uh, connections in the league. Uh, Bill Parcells and Teddy Bridgewater have an extremely close relationship. Uh, Bill Parcells and Sean Payton also Mm. have that deep connection. And Jeff Ireland, who's the one – it seems to be the general manager there in New Orleans. It, it's. I wonder how Drew Brees is Ouch, taking Loomis. the news. Well, oh, it, Mickey takes some fire. Pe- people are giving uh, Jeff Ireland, Mickey, hey, like guys. they are feeling themselves right now because they gave up an ex- their first round pick to go get Marcus Davenport next year. So they don't have a first round pick. They don't have a third round pick now because of this Bridgewater trade. And it does give them options. And I think it's worth it to possibly get a young quarterback, uh, but it's complicated. I mean, Ted, Drew Brees just re-signed a massive contract uh, with the Saints. He is signed through next year. And it's kind of hard for me to imagine Brees and Bridgewater on that team together next year. It might be one or the other. Hey, I'd love to see a team going for it. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for going to go get a Super Bowl. Um, also, Tom Savage. We know about Tom Savage. Tom Savage is real, real gone. Oh. Makes them better on special Whoops. teams. I think Taysom Hill was going to be their backup quarterback. He had probably earned that uh, in the third preseason week and just because Tom Savage doesn't look great. But he's one of their best special teams players. He is pretty fascinating. And, and now uh, now he's back to the third quarterback and can play special. It's like teams. a better Joe Webb. Yeah. And uh, that's what you want to be. And, uh, Greg, you mentioned it's complicated. Also, hearkening back to your old MySpace days, you always had that right in, right under Greg <laughs> Rosenthal relationship status. It's complicated. Never had a MySpace page, did you guys? I've never uh, even I did, been actually. On I will say that I, after I went on my, my first time I ever met Simone, who I now married to, we, we, before we went on our first date, we communicated for three months exclusively on MySpace. Wow. Very my first interaction with my wife, also a MySpace what? message. I also communicated with your wife on MySpace, but I thought, <laughs> you know what? Me? I'm going to leave Dan a little real estate here. How dare you, sir? <laughs> All right, uh, Erica. That'll be fine from you. And with Teddy Bridgewater now out of the picture in Florham Park, uh, the path is clear for Sam Darnold, which takes us to our, oh, my God, our preseason spotlight presented by New Era uh, the decision is made. You will not see Sam Darnold playing uh, in the fourth preseason game because he'll be playing week one 
against the Lions. So the Jets move forward with the third overall pick. And congratulations, Mark Sessler, because you got yourself two sandwiches. So did my boy Greg. That was it, Greg. We, we both got a sandwich. We lost. And Wes, Wes. and Dan. Eesh. Wes, Wes and I, yeah, this was not cornhole. This was a, a wager involving a rookie quarterback. And it's just another reminder that these teams want to get the kid in fast. And what's going on with the Browns, your Brownies, Mark, and Baker Mayfield is very unusual in the modern day. Uh, yeah. what, what do we think about uh, Darnold? My, my one concern there, I have to say, as a Jets fan, is they play three games in 11 days to start their season. He's 21. He's the youngest quarterback in the league. Uh, he wasn't lights out in the preseason. He showed moments. Is he ready for the moment? Well, it's, it's coming whether he's ready or not. His next level uh, ability to adjust to defenses is what's impressed a lot of like the player analysts like Dan Orlovsky or some other ex-quarterbacks that have watched kind of how mature he's been, which is really against almost his scouting report coming in mentally coming into the league. And if that's the case – then, then he's going to learn the most by playing. And what do you, what, what, else, what are you going to do? Play Teddy Bridgewater. The only thing that it create, the, I, I think it, I, essentially this is what they wanted. They wanted to see him go out and essentially. But earn he proved it, it too. I he think did he proved earn it. it. I think he, he earned it. it. So that's why it's not like they're backing into this. The only thing that's tricky on a as when you're on a bad team potentially like the Jets is that if he really runs into rough waters and and you have to take. And you, behind the scenes, you've got to rest him. Or something's, he needs a break to get him out of this, out of the fray, and you put McCown in for a game or two. That's hard to repair. I think, Greg, you made the point with Mayfield a week or so ago that you'd rather put the rookie in if you're going to make any changes later in the game when the first guy fails. But that said, this could be a 98 cult situation where they just let him go wire to wire, and if he stays healthy, he's going to learn a ton. That's how they're looking at it. And the Jets, yeah, I don't think they're going to be a very good team this year. They have a bad offensive line. Uh, they have no pass rushers. The special teams is a total mess, which I I don't think teams people don't I can't take that into account enough when figuring out how a team's mm. going to be. Then it haunts you all year. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll see. But I I think ultimately it's the right move. The, the line and Jeremy Bates slash Todd Bowles slash whatever the Jets have been trying to do on offense is what worries me because I think Darnold has shown that he he can get it done. That is the preseason spotlight presented by New Era. Moving on, yes, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers finally did business. The two sides agreed to terms on a four-year, $134 million contract extension rap sheet. And uh, James Jones of NFL Network reported uh, Rodgers also receives a record $57.5 million signing bonus and will earn more than $80 million by March alone. Uh, Rodgers had previously signed a five-year, $110 million extension in 2013. He's obviously the highest-paid player in football now. And after Marcus' season, uh, the, an offseason where it was like Jimmy Garoppolo and then uh, Joe Blow, who's not a bad quarterback, honestly. No, he's all right. It's Matt Ryan, like, Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. Everyone's passing the hot potato. I'm the pa- highest-paid guy. Now the guy that always should be the highest-paid is the highest-paid. And I kind of like that for some reason. It actually makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I don't know what he's uh, – done to earn this, but I, I can live with the contract. No, I think he's... I, listen, this is a lot of this back pay for the amount of money he should have made a long time ago. It's To me, it sort of stands out as the anti-Joe Flacco deal, where the minute Flacco signed that post-Super Bowl extension, everyone was going absolutely nuts. How can you possibly pay Joe Flacco this kind of money? And then you realize every quarterback's going to get paid. This is the guy that probably should have had like five contract revisions since then. He's been underpaid. No matter what he's been paid his whole career, it's always been underpaid. And so so get closer to paying these guys what they what they deserve. 
Sixty-seven million before the end of the calendar year. That's a payday. That's eighty-one by next March. Yeah, so that's. I don't care about your guarantees and your could be guarantees and your maybe guarantees or whatever. Sixty-seven million by the time the calendar flips to two thousand. Well, and fifty-seven and a half million to sign. So that made me think of that hard knock scene when everyone asked like what went into Baker Mayfield's bank account that that week. Like, what did it Mm. just say? So if you're getting the fifty-seven and a half million dollar signing bonus. You figure Uncle Sam takes out half of that, like I would guess. So that's a solid like. 20, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. That's a solid like, like twenty nine million just on Friday right. shows up. Uncle Sam could repave every road, every road in that state with what they're taking out of his contract. So please do. Hands please off do, my Wisconsin. property, Uncle Sam. I earned it. <laughs> that's not how this works. Johnny Government ain't touching my money. Got to me in jail. Well, it wasn't long ago that Stafford was the highest paid player in the NFL, and now he's the third highest paid quarterback in his own division. Mm. Yeah, he had the highest signing bonus. It, it does show Kirk Cousins' contract kind of changed the game a little bit for quarterbacks. It really did make their contracts more fully guaranteed at the top. Right. And they're all going to be like that moving forward. Uh, moving on, on uh, Tuesday night's edition of Hard Knocks, uh, we saw – uh, Michael Kendricks, the former Eagles linebacker, now with the Browns, give a very honest scouting report of some Eagles players uh, during a defensive team meeting. Uh, I woke up this morning, and the first thing I saw on the left-hand side of my little Twitter account was that Michael Kendricks was trending, and I was like thinking to myself, oh, my Hard Knocks recap. I should have led with Michael Kendricks. <laughs> this is obviously a huge story. But no, unfortunately for Mr. Uh, Kendricks, he's been charged with insider training. Uh, trading. Uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania announced that Wednesday morning Kendricks, along with a co-defendant, were charged with one count of conspiracy to commit securities fraud and one count of securities fraud per U.S. Attorney William McSwain, a close friend mm. of Mark Sessler's. No. Uh, Kendrick released a statement on it. <laughs> I like how you answered to that. Uh, on, on Instagram, uh, apologizing for something that he said happened, I think, four years ago. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Speaking of Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam don't like this. No, I think this is all. how they got uh, Martha. Martha Stewart? M. Stu. Yeah. That's how <laughs> M. Stu got got. She, and she, she ended was up in going the in the big house. Yep. Uh, knitting. Uh, in herself for a couple of years, uh, not a good sign for Mr. Kendricks, and I'm sure the Browns are probably looking uh, at a roster replacement. I it's, don't know. Probably. Well, when this happened in our newsroom, knows? like everyone <laughs> was know. trying, because suddenly it's like, do I work for Forbes.com? I have right. no idea what to do with this story, and like our desk, <laughs> our desk wrote it up, but no one knew what the ramifications were, and it, you know, that basically it looks like, according to some articles, that you could face a maximum of five million dollar in, fi- in fines. That's the lightest thing potentially that could happen, or up to twenty five million, if it's a business, which he isn't, or twenty years imprisonment. So this is a yeah. murky swamp hmm. that um, Mr. Inside Trader has walked into here. You, that's not. I mean, that's that's it's great. Not, a, not a crime you want to commit. Just uh, as a bit of advice. Let's calm down, U.S. government. I mean, twenty years. Guys, skimming the books a little bit. Let's calm but down. But if it were lighter, right. I if mean, it were like, lighter, everyone would who be Who among this. us hasn't done like a little insider trading? It's like you get a little information, you just dump that stuff. He said he had a like, what, like a high school buddy who went on to Harvard and, and tried to clue him into a few things, and he trusted him, and he probably should. I wonder well, what the, code, the other guy is. Um, the, Carl Nassib. Uh, no, who? it's not Carl. <laughs> yeah, but when you hear insider trading from the Browns, you expect it to be Carl. Yeah, Nassib. you would think yeah, so. That was but the other, he should have been talking guy, to the, Kendricks. They should have been listening <laughs> to Kendricks. The co-defendant is a writer for the show Blackish. 
Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a quite a uh, bizarre stew. What a dragnet. Yeah. So <laughs> just blame the R- Ivy League guy. You know. Uh, in other news, the Cincinnati Bengals did uh, business, legal business, uh, signing two-time All-Pro defensive tackle Geno Atkins and two-time Pro Bowl defensive end Carlos Dunlop to separate extensions on Tuesday. Atkins agreed four years through 2022, uh, and uh, Dunlop, what did Dunlop get? Uh, 40, three years, $45 million through 2021. So this is a very, very good, Greg, uh, Cincinnati defensive line, and they are doing work to keep them in-house. How about a little love for Mike Brown? You know, people talk about him Wes? as kind of, kind of a cheapo <laughs> or like can't you know run the organization right, and he's keeping two guys throughout their whole career that have been great Bengals, and Geno Atkins especially is a guy – who knows? We might be talking about as a potential Hall of Famer someday, and they they've taken care of business, kept them there the whole time. There is a salary floor in the NFL, <laughs> in large part because of Mike Brown. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'll give these guys like Geno Atkins has not missed a game since 2013. Dunlop not since 2012. They've been durable. Wow. And they've been there every single game. And Dunlop was one of those one of the dudes that was on that trip I went on. And I'll say one thing about him compared to almost any player I've ever like seen it all it's like the dude is so into his diet he is he refused like opportunities to drink essentially throughout the trip every morning working Yo, out no. insanely like he he was in in just tracking him since like he is very into going into the season in his best possible version of himself so i i he Did knew you say his best version of himself a little bit of that a little you, bit of that I thought <laughs> but you, no you can't say it anymore you just banned I, on a friday i well, have already i have already described you about this how this works i banned it i can use it in its no many you've forms. been using it more that's lately right. that doesn't i doesn't make any sense it's that's now right. it's more in my it's in my mind because now it seems like something it's not something you hate and also, if you miss friday's show mark banned the phrase uh, society had it banned uh, by Mark, uh, the living your best life, and now you're using it a lot. I actually did not just say it a second ago yeah, he didn't either. Say it. I did not well, say it. Well, you said something kind of like that. Is what but, I'm saying. Well, well, I mean, please, there, are, there, there's only so many words that are available to us. I also sometimes <laughs> allow people to use it. I allowed Erica to use it in an Instagram post after she went on a giant gal pal trip to uh, Big Bear. Yeah. Thank you. Did she, You're Erica, welcome. did you clear it with Mark? Before I did. I texted him. Yeah, I was like, hey, do you mind if I post this? And I was like, it's cool. In this situation, it feels organic. You're a monster, Mark. How about Dunlop and Atkins, both from the same draft class, 2010 hmm. Bengals draft class, and, and then the Mark next Brown. year they draft A.J. Green and, and Dalton. And they've gotten better as they've – Atkins was pretty great right away, although take him a little – Dunlop's gotten better and better as his careers go on, so you got to give a little credit to the coaches too. Uh, in the Eagles' nest, ES- ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that Alshon Jeffrey, their star wide receiver, will miss, quote, at least the first two games of the season as he recovers from offseason uh, shoulder surgery. He's expected to be activated off the team's pup list this weekend, uh, and that's notable because if they kept him on the pup list, uh, that would mean he would miss six games of the regular season. So they think this is a situation, obviously, that he'll return before then, maybe as soon as week three. And just like with the Carson Wentz situation, Wes, uh, the Eagles, in defending their championship, are smart to play the long game with one of their most important players. Sure they are. And if you're an opponent, you hit the lottery if you play the Eagles in September. Yeah, because true. nobody knows if Carson Wentz is going to be ready. Nobody knows if Nick Foles is going to play well. 
Alshon Jeffrey won't be out there. They've got a lot of guys coming back from injuries. They've got Nigel Br- Nigel Bradham. Is Nigel Bradham. Their best linebacker suspended week one. Mm. Jordan Hicks, another linebacker coming back from Achilles. This is it. This is a banged up team right now. So you want to get them early. Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar hasn't practiced much. Mike Wallace, who I think is an upgrade, hasn't really done anything in the in the preseason. So you're looking at like maybe Shelton Gibson is is a big factor. Uh, week one, you know, you're Dallas Goddard, the backup tight end. They're losing. They're missing Timmy Jernigan for about half the year. So you're right. They've got some issues. Yeah, I mean, they talked about that Goddard and Zach Ertz are going to be used in two tight end sets, probably very, um, you know, a lot. And they have the Falcons, obviously, in the kickoff. Then they have the Bucks, then the Colts. Bucks and Colts, not. I think the Bucks might be a little bit better than people think. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick though in the Colts. It's you know, that's just that bad. that's not the worst schedule for them no. to try to get through this, but they've got to get over their own issues. I liked speaking of Kendricks. One of his scouting reports was of uh, tight end Zach Ertz. Uh, he said, you know, eighty-six, the best receiver on the team. But he's not somebody that loves the blocking side of being a tight end. And I like this. I like different, like, football parlance. I, I enjoy that. Mm. Uh, he doesn't want any smoke. <laughs> I just like that. And everyone Start in the room that. knew what he was saying. So it is a shared dictionary I mean, that they use. Absolutely. Fine. I mean, that can be used well outside of football, just life life mm. in general. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't want your kitchen to be smoky. Like, if something were burning and, like, there's, it's all around the room, you wouldn't be That's really That's one into way that. to use it. Yeah. Also, like it kind of is a replacement for getting your hands dirty. Mm. You don't want that smoke. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wes, you're gonna be language. changing diapers yeah. soon enough. You don't is want that, that right? smoke. It is. It's <laughs> that's, bad. It's annoying. I think that's. I, I, I think have that's five younger brothers. It. I changed diapers for many years. I'm looking forward <laughs> to our our next uh, edition of like white guys talk about the modern lexicon a few months after the fact. He doesn't want any smoke. Uh, finally, in the news, the Packers trade. Ooh, trade alert involving a quarterback. Another one. Nice way to bookend the news. Uh, Packers trading quarterback Brett Hundley to the Seahawks. Tom Pelissero reports. Our own Tom Pelissero. Uh, the compensation from Rap Sheet, a 2019 sixth-round draft pick. Hundley, who flopped in his audition last year to be Aaron Rodgers' backup, now gets a chance to back up Russell Wilson. And Mark Sessler, the man who flopped in his audition to be the Browns' uh, franchise quarterback last year, Deshaun Kaiser, has himself steady work as Aaron Rodgers' new backup. I mean, I guess you could say the writing was on the wall when they traded for Kaiser, but okay, here we go. Um, I just, for me, I, I don't know how. I'd like to see behind behind closed doors what they fell for with the Sean Kaiser because one thing about him last year was a turnover machine. There's a lot to like, but he's an absolute turnover machine. How is that a huge upgrade over over Hunley, who Hunley was also? I think that I think the neither the answer. That's what I'd say. Well, Kaiser got banged last year. I don't know if it's not bad. Not, but. Yeah, okay, but I'm not going to suddenly like view him as a, one of the steadier backups in the league. I'm not. I just well, we not haven't right seen now. that. We haven't seen that. I just thought, I'm saying maybe we shouldn't write him off because last year was a sinkhole in Cleveland. You know what I mean? That's He's fair. a reclamation project. Watch out for Alex Magoo in Seattle. By the way, try keeping him down. Mm. He's a deep. You backup. think he's going to make the team now? Well, if he doesn't, then my comment will go by the wayside. There's some uh, buzz uh, circling back to Hard Knocks, Mark, that um, Devin Kajuice, who's like the feel-good story Juice. of this season, of the tight end, might be pushing Seth Devolve, your boy, for a roster spot. Your take on that? Well, I mean, 
Seth DeValve has been so involved in um, sort of secret community work in terms of stopping crimes. We've gone over this in the past that maybe he's taken the eye off the ball on the football side mm, a little. Can't You've got to keep that day job intact to hide who you really mm. are. And Kajus is working with we we're less like magic crystals and stones. So yes. there's a lot happening with that tight end group. A lot. A lot to track there. That's what's happening in the news. Uh, let's do some housekeeping here. Uh, the wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, which means it's fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the place to play. FanDuel is something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. How did Greg do with his ad reads on Monday? I didn't catch the show, by the way. Well, Greg did fine, and Patrick Claibon did handle a couple as we well. We split him up. Excellent and gave job. Claibon a few. And I, I noted that I'm not allowed to perform that service, <laughs> according to one person downstairs. I noticed. Really? There you is, don't remember that incident? Oh, I do. I know certainly what you're remember about. it. Yes. There is my a direct new, report. There's a new Reddit thread devoted strictly to Greg's ad reads. Really? What's yeah. it called? What did Greg call it? I think it's thread? called "In Support of Greg's Ad Reads." Really? By the way, Dan, that person is not your direct me. report. No. You are, you, like, you are the give, direct report. I tried to give Clave on all four of them. He only took two. I was fine with your ad read, but my boss said that you did a poor right, ad read. Right, but you just called time. your boss your direct report, which would make oh, you – My direct report. Yes. she. It is in reverse. <laughs> you are not the boss of anyone. FanDuel really getting their money's worth with this one. <laughs> uh, here's how it works. Joey wants. One team to win each week, and you can't refuse that team again for the rest of the season. This, again, is the free $250,000 Survivor Contest. Uh, this locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. Uh, to get into that free 250K Survivor Contest, jo- just go to FanDuel.com slash Around the NFL. That's FanDuel.com slash Around the NFL. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Free money. Come play at FanDuel.com slash Around the NFL. And while we're here, Mark Sessler, we got to read for you. Let's see what we have here. Intro. Not supposed to read that part. <laughs> You may or may not have heard, but Lowe's is a new home of craftsmen, which means that at Lowe's you'll find an ever-growing selection of mechanics tools, tool storage, and more in store and online, ready to help tackle projects throughout your home, Greg. Greg hates tools. You're going to warm up after you hear this. If one of those projects happens to be in a really tight space to get to, then you definitely need to check out the 120-tooth ratchet. It has a three-degree arc swing, you guys. Do you know what that is? Do you know what it does? Yeah, it's, it's an arc. Well, I'm supposed to say we don't either, but we do now. So you were supposed to answer in the negative there, Dan. (laughs) A three-degree arc swing means you can loosen or tighten bolts with less movement in those hard-to-reach spots. That should make it easy to tackle any auto or do-it-yourself project on your list. Plus, they come in a gunmetal chrome finish (laughs) that's not only sharp-looking... Should have had a hyphen there, please. Copy people. It makes them (laughs) corrosion-resistant. Cool, right, guys? Now this is, like this is called the this is called the call to action section. Shop the new home of Craftsman today at Lowe's.com backslash around. That's Lowe's.com backslash around. Very nice. Very nice. All right, let's move on now and get to it. It is time. Oh, it's that time of year. Let's fly. Loose cannon. Who will be the team? Now's the time to shine a light. 
special honor. There it is, Dick Banks, the one-man house band on loan from the Dave Damaschek football program. The team of around the NFL every year, we pick one team that we get behind as a group. They, they become our collective team, and that's, that's good because this is a podcast that houses a Patriots fan, a Jets fan, a Brown fan, and a former Bengals fan. Uh, recovering a, a recovering Bengals fan who is, uh, views himself as something of a free agent, if you will, was. Yeah, an agnostic, a free agent, a searcher, a and, seeker. And uh, a man that carries stones and crystals. No, I don't get into kajuice stones and crystals. That's a, little, <laughs> that's a lot of hokum. Um, so uh, let's, let's go over, before we get into the nomination process, uh, and remember, we each nominate a team, and for a team to be the team around the NFL, it has to be unanimous. All four of us must agree uh, that that is the team. Um, 2017, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we got on board. There was some positive buzz around the Rams entering the season, but I think we still kind of got in there on the ground floor before they had their final 11 and no 5 No one knew season. what they would be when we picked them as team of ATL. So that was good. The year before was... Uh, Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, which... That- which I would say was, on my part, a very forward-thinking um, exercise, seeing what they would become, but just right, cho- a little too well, like choosing the only season where Mike Zimmer like didn't overachieve or didn't make the playoffs. Basically, <laughs> they're the one bad Mike Zimmer. That season. is another way to put it. And <laughs> what I like is that that was a unanimous vote, but by the end of the season, apparently only I voted for them <laughs> that, the way this show played. That was self-inflicted. Yeah, that was all in your own mind. Subplots ever in the history of this program was the, the Vikings that year started off five and zero. Uh, and then they proceeded to lose a, a number of heartbreaking games, That's losing by like three yeah. points, two points, one point. It was a mess. And Mark getting more and more uncomfortable and self-conscious about being the man that nominated the Vikings. <laughs> well, this insane well, text during as, Monday Night Football no, about like, oh yeah. my God, people are going to – you like turned totally against them by the time they were five and three. They embarrassed them. me. They embarrassed <laughs> me. But at this, simultaneously <laughs> – Dan was at, acting like retroactively that he had voted for the Raiders and like this I nominated whole, the Raiders, right? A, a very entertaining Raiders team right. that went twelve and four. Uh, another team that was kind of under the radar. Uh, I always thought that was the team. So I was the little, only year they overachieved. Yes, I was so a little nice salty job. that the Raiders didn't get picked. So maybe the Vikings failing was more validation. It for was. Zeus. It was a tense environment where I think we even had to have a couple conversations <laughs> as a group outside of the podcast to discuss. The year before, uh, speaking of tense, I believe that was the year 2015 of the then San Diego Chargers. No, that was the Cardinals. Oh, the oh no, right. no, no, Cardinals was the first year, correct? Panthers was the first Panthers, year. Cardinals, oh, we, Chargers, yeah, the, some order. We could have so figured this out. It was Panthers. Show, Panthers was the first year, then the Chargers, and then the Cardinals, Vikings, Rams. That's the order. So this is – that's close enough. This is the it's sixth a, year, right? This must be the sixth year uh, hmm. based off that. Um, so we're going to each nominate a team, and then uh, we will uh, make the announcement, uh, make it official next week from London, uh, maybe even at our live show. That could be fun. But, Unless uh, we can't all agree. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. It will get decided <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, so why don't we get into it? Again, the floor uh, is we each get the floor to really make a sell, and this is your chance. So the, uh, the more research you did, the more thought you put into it, you'll probably get what you put in. So Mark Sessler, why don't you get us going with your 2018 nomination for the team of Around the NFL. Team of 18. 
Wes talked about searching and growing and changing to, throughout this process. And I long for long a time, many years, said that I simply would not even root for, much less often not even watch a team that plays in a dome. For, for mm. aesthetic reasons, uh, drove me nuts. Just felt like I liked the elements. <laughs> I liked the snow. I don't, I, I, Pretty even, much even, the entire podcast you've been talking about. Yeah, so, so, but, I, but I need to change on some things in life, and this is, this is one of them. And the team that I'm nominating, number one, plays in a dome. Number right. two, it is, a, it is a city that if I had a chance to just vanish for maybe three or four decades, just ghost the all of civilization, East all of Rutherford. society— it is not East Rutherford. <laughs> it's an outdoor I, This arena. is a city I might pick. It is high on my radar. I had one of the best weeks ever there uh, before one of our Super Bowls. Dan and I hung out late into the night listening to incredible music, drinking incredible. Oh, yes. Of course. Imbibing incredible drinks out of small plastic cups from, from place to place, up and down the street. This is a city. You can, you can find that in most Some cities. not so yes. small. So, this is a city where Greg Rosenthal, in his youth, in his heyday, or maybe I should say his salad days, more appropriate. Mm. Hung out with comedian Anthony Jeselnik doing a host of mind-expanding drugs, um, <laughs> among other things. Listen to a bunch of hot rap. Listen to hot rap. Became a became a, a rap got, fan of many sorts. Got jailed. I think we know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Because. Oh, huh. Okay. Here's the thing. The Saints were also a team on my radar for years and years for consistently churning out. Milk toast eight and eight campaigns where you just couldn't figure you out. You didn't like the GM being the GM of the football team and the basketball. Did operation. not at all. You hated that. Did not at all. But last year, it's still the case. But it's yeah. but last year the results were different. I feel that Sean Payton has somewhat proven again how incredibly creative he can be as a coach. You've got Drew Brees and look. It's probably not the final season, but this this team right now in an incredibly stocked NFC is going to be in a big matchup almost every single week. And this Teddy Bridgewater trade helped a lot in my decision-making because they're not the team in, in my NFL.com picks that went out today who I picked to win the Super Bowl. So that doesn't really matter to me. But I love that they went out and got a capable backup. If anything happens to Breeze, you have Teddy Bridgewater in there. You have one of the most fascinating backfields in all of football with Alvin Kamara and Mark with a K Ingram when he comes back from mm. his little PED ban. You've got talent all over the place on both sides of the ball. I think they're the, in the most fascinating division in all of football. And this is my team. I never thought I would nominate the New Orleans hmm. Saints as team of ATL. But I looked at their schedule, and from wire to wire, they have incredible matchups. And I think even if they don't even win the division, if they got in as a wild card, they're the kind of team that could get hot with that coach and that quarterback and get back to the Super Bowl. It's almost a decade ago they did it the first time. How about you close this whole thing with another? Way way to get out ahead of the curve on those plucky upstart Saints that are Super Bowl favorites. Oh, damn. Well, we continue to pick, we continue to pick hot teams. Well, I guarantee you, it won't, I guarantee you it will not be the last Super Bowl-type team in this <laughs> well, nomination process, especially from the little gigglers over here. I, I know. I'm thinking of— uh, You guys are unbelievable to do that. That is some just, unbelievable stuff. Just, for, I know what's coming up. I'm responding to— uh, I know what's coming up. I'm responding to Chris Wesseling's just burn. <laughs> Sick well, burn. Nice well, burn. This guy what, picked the pants. This guy's always going— well, Remember, the Cardinals were a Super Bowl team. The Panthers were a Super Bowl let, team. Come on. Let us all please. remember, of course, that 
This is really the team of West team. Right. See, I will not pick up an underdog type team. West, it will West never is very get passionate through. about it this exercise. It will never get through. Well, Three years later, you still have not thanked me for trying to save you from the Chargers' boring-ass team that one year. It's just that, there, that we, know, nice we know team. that underdog teams that might go 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight but be fun the entire way will never win this very, contest. Hmm. So I went with one that is a mixture don't, of – Don't worry. No, no, no. You, I'm you just saying nice there job. are no don't rules. I believe in this team. I believe this team will be fun. Hey, boys. This will be fun. Boys. Take a deep breath. Okay. We will. Okay. You guys can keep going. Okay. Thank you. Very Erica. nice. Erica. We appreciate it. I like it just for the storyline of the Saints playing the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And then to make it even a little more exciting, let's make Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback. I don't know what happens to Drew wow, Brees in the meantime. And we're flying. That, is, I mean, there, that would be an incredible That would narrative. be the, the biggest like poke in the eye of the city of Atlanta ever. It would at least be intriguing. Why you are you trying to poke Atlanta in the eye? I'm not. You, Believe me, he's not. All right. Let's move on. Mark, don't get upset. You have to stay strong. No, I, I, what I see it as, I'm standing up for my selection. I liked it. Yeah, I'm I standing it. up for it. Now, Chris Wesson, when I said my team of West Hills, Wes is a man, he's a man of his principles. He's a man who, in a lot of ways, uh, is the face of this exercise because he's mm. a guy that doesn't have a team, a guy that loves to eat tape. This guy, he likes the smoke. Is that what it is? Is that what the term was? No. I he, mean, that is. He doesn't the, like the smoke. He doesn't makes want sense. the smoke. That doesn't make sense. He's a ta- he eats tape for dinner. Andy Benoit, you're not eating tape like Wes. Drink your glass of milk. you more tape than me. Maybe. Anyway. Um, Drink your milk. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Wes, a man that is very strong in his opinions. If, if, you, if you need a reminder, when you see him in London, Tell him that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan and see what happens. You'll be laughed in the face. Will not go well for you. He's a passionate man that it's going to be very hard to swing his vote away from whoever he's about to nominate. And Mm. what typically happens, the Charger season notwithstanding, uh, as Wes uh, pounds the table for a team, he uh, wears us down, and we just end up going with whatever Wes picks. So this is Vegas, the the heavy favorite. Absolutely inaccurate. <laughs> you went with the Chargers over my dead body one year. Uh, last year, I wasn't even on the show when you guys picked the Rams. Were you happy with our pick last year? Well, yeah, I picked them to go to the playoffs and won sandwiches off. I think we picked a part of it was, if I had to, if I recall, we kept that in mind. I think we were trying to include you in that. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, first, the first year, it was like a natural evolution to the Panthers for the most part. Yes. So, you know. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And they're not all going to be winners. Sometimes we back the. I don't. I thought the Chargers team was a fascinating team, as I recall. But that's the past, Wes. <laughs> well, another one of your inaccurate statements. I am not married <laughs> to this team. I'm about about to propose. I don't feel that great about them. It's early in the process. There's no team that's really got me like. I don't have a fever for anyone yet. Hmm. But this hmm. team uh, has a little something for everyone but Mark. Okay, let's hear it. But we were told Place downstairs in, a, in our meeting that, hey, if you like a team, you know, just try to go for it. And this is a team that Mark has tried to disband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't going to work. Uh, Dan, it is your is probably the best special teams player in the league oh. and your fantasy kicker, oh, he Justin is. Tucker. He's home. Uh, it's the team that Greg believes will win the AFC North over the Steelers. It is a team that has a lot of new faces, a lot of exciting rookies that will be fun to watch, a whole new wide receiver core that could help salvage Joe Flacco. Speaking of Joe Flacco, looks to me like a much more fun guy to watch this year. He looks streamlined to me. He's moving well, 
Much more fun quarterback to watch than in the past couple of years. You had me until this Flacco part of this. And then if Flacco doesn't work out, Lamar Jackson could be one of the most fun players in the NFL to watch and a defense that's there every year. To me, the Ravens are kind of exciting. Hmm. I I have to say, I kind of like the Joe Flacco redemption arc. I know he's not anybody's favorite player, uh, but I feel like he was kind of dead and buried. I remember Steve Smith completely put him six feet underground uh, minutes after Lamar Jackson was drafted 32 overall. He, uh, Smith did it on live TV. I think he said Joe Flacco is going bye-bye. It was something very disrespectful of a Super Bowl MVP, let's, let's be honest, who is even before the ACL tear a couple of years ago, he was great in that Patriot playoff game where they, they ne- very nearly left. I've never seen Patriots fans more scared of a player than they were Joe Flacco a few years Joe ago. Joe Flacco, and that guy lo- throws a deep ball, was briefly connected to a Johnny Unitas uh, film project, and I always like that. that. <laughs> Just never got off the ground, I guess, the, the funding, or maybe something happened. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like that. I like I don't like the Ravens, but I, the Ravens team is something that I think we're all on board with except for Mark, and I understand why you're not, Mark. Well, I think you make good points, number one. And I and I try to get over some of the Raven stuff on some level, but I would probably need to erase like 98% of what's inside of me to like suddenly be <laughs> sitting around pumping my fists for Ravens victories on Sundays. That said, like, like in general... Like you were doing with the Rams last year. Right. Like, yeah! <laughs> there have been a couple... I think I was in like post-Vikings hangover scenario last year. But here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you make... I think the Ravens are much more intriguing this season and this time around than they have been for me in a long time. I mean, you basically went out of your way to pick a team that Cleveland moved to Baltimore to become the Ravens no, no, no. and torture my not. He just I mean, picked the team. I'm just saying, is. but it's like, but in terms, <laughs> of, in terms of scenarios, this is about as impossible of a, of a candidate as you could bring up for a unanimous vote. But I, I'm willing to let it just gestate and see how let I Let me feel. ask you this. The other team, well, one of the other teams I was really thinking about was the Bengals, would they have had a better chance with you than the much, Ravens? Much, much, much better. Okay. I respect the Bengals. Mm. And, uh, and you do? I have uh, to yeah, admit. The Bengals did not steal the Cleveland Browns out of Cleveland. I mm. don't feel too – I would go along with most teams, and the Ravens are in, more interesting to me than usual. But I, I, in my heart, they kind of are on the short list of teams that I will never – like watching them play against another team, I'm never rooting for the Bengals. Dude, the does Ravens, anyone rather. find them? They, you know, they, not they, just I, just, I don't know why. Maybe it's the Patriots fan in me. I just – I don't know. The I'm, Ravens seem... Does anyone find them like especially likable historically? Well, yes. when Ray Lewis was there, I, I never liked them. I can tell you that. But um, And Terrell Suggs is a hard guy to root for. Likable historically, you yeah, think? Yeah, I think I feel like they've been one of the most well-run franchises in the NFL since they've been in existence. I think it's... Yeah, and it's... I, I guess, like, you know, if you were a Bengals fan, you probably wouldn't feel that way about them. But, like, it's... Uh, it's a little different when, you know, there there is still a human fan side of it, and it, this is a tall order. Um, all right, let's move on to the uh, other side of the table. And for the first time ever that I can recall, because uh, we we come to these decisions on the nominees independently, uh, it turns out that Greg and I both are going to nominate the same team. Uh, I'll get it going, and Greg's going to come in and be the little Craig Kimbrell. Close it down. Little Bo Sox ref for you there. Um, I'll be the Louis Severino here. So let's let's get to it. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. 
making a funny I'm face. I'm perplexed that like we had always said we're not going to go for the front runners and the obvious Super Bowl contenders, and now we've like three out of four people. It's to yeah, me gotta, what is got to go for that plucky upstart organization, the Baltimore Ravens. There is something they haven't been in the playoffs in what four years. We nominate the teams that that are fun to watch that to me have have fun narratives attached to them, good stories to tell. And I think the Falcons, it's a great story of a team looking to get over the hump, a team loaded with talent uh, in a league where the window never stays open for long and you don't know how much longer this core group, especially on the offensive side of the ball, will be playing together at this level. And in each of the past two years, they were knocked out of the playoffs in devastating fashion uh, by the eventual Super Bowl champion. And I think uh, last year, I, we were at uh, the Coliseum when they took out the Rams in the wildcard playoffs, and they looked as good as anybody in the league at that point. Uh, they go into Philadelphia, and they get into a rock-throwing match uh, with the Eagles, and they break down. Uh, they have four shots from inside 10 yards to win the game, and they cannot get it done. That hurt. That doesn't even come close to what happened uh, at uh, the Super Bowl the year before when, of course, they had the infamous meltdown against the Patriots. And uh, the Falcons, and I'm going to throw it to Greg and just add this, the Falcons this year are coming back, looking to get over the hump on the year where the Super Bowl is being played in their building in Atlanta. And I, it, it reminds me of Super Bowl 51 the night before. Uh, all of us as a group we uh, Keith Hansis was in town. Uh, all of our friends that that we had uh, brought to the Super Bowl, we made the ill-fated decision to go from one bar to go find what we were told was a really good barbecue place in Houston. That was an absurd journey. And, I will never forget that. And home. we oh went God. on a long journey by foot because you couldn't travel anywhere uh, by Uber or cab because the downtown was basically in lockdown the night before the Super Bowl. And we made this long journey, and the place had run out of meat, so it was closed. It almost boarded up, as I recall. Uh, and we were kind of on the on the shady side of town, I remember. And there, we were like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Right about 100 yards away was the Falcons team, uh, the Falcons fans hotel. They had taken over like a dumpy Holiday Inn. And they, they it was a party going on in front of that hotel. And it to me, and especially with the Patriots on the other side, it was like, oh, this is so fun. This is like the dream as a Jets fan of going to the Super Bowl and your team being in it. These people are having the time, times of their lives. So I'm thinking about what, what would happen if this team got over the hump and they won it in their hometown. That place would be an amazing party and we'd be at the party. So I want to see the Falcons get over the hump. Greg. I want to see excellence rewarded. That's why I'm just – I'm picking them today. And, and maybe I'll throw out uh, – you know – you mentioned the Bengals before, and maybe that's a conversation we could have because I'd be in on the Bengals too. But I want to see, instead of an upstart, a team that's done it all the right way, that kind of makes decisions the right way, that's built the team the right way, that I enjoy watching play football, that has a great storyline in terms of it would be incredible for this fan base. And really Atlanta sports fans in general have uh, had a lot of pain over the last 20 years. They could enjoy a moment in the sun. And they've been building to this moment. And Dan Quinn's been building this defense. I think this defense is a lot of fun to watch. So it doesn't matter which side of the ball is on the field. I enjoy watching this team play and they've been building to something and NFL can be so random that there's something in me that just feels like the Falcons deserve 
uh, to have that moment, that this group, they're not going to be together forever, like Dan said, and this is the year that I'm kind of hoping it all comes together, that Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones and Matt Ryan and Calvin really and this whole group just plays great and is fun to watch, and we're along for the ride, and we do it all the way to Atlanta, which is going to be a party for a week, except for the day that we go to Tybee, which will be an even bigger party. Do it for the Tybee people. Nice, nicely done tying Tybee into it there, <laughs> well, uh, Greg. Very That's why well they done. call me Kimbrel. I mean, this is this was a great preseason we all had, and I think we should, you know, acknowledge our mulligan and, and do it all over Ooh. again. <laughs> Uh, this reminds me. Come on, this reminds me of like that Broncos team that got whacked in the Super Bowl and returned two years later to win it. Whacked in the of- Super Bowl. So already, it's a totally different situation. That the the Falcons I, I have been right on the doorstep. It, they could taste their first Super. They've right. never won before. This is an organization that has zero. Super I'm very pro Falcons. I'm not. I'm just I'm saying not, they're different than the the Broncos. It's, it in still so many takes ways. resilience though to, for the, a lot of the same people two years later to get back to that game at all and then find a way to win it. And I thought that was that was something that changed everything I thought about that Broncos team and that era of that Broncos team. This Falcons team is as well coached as as there is in the league and their front office. We've been talking about them for months. And Matthew Zick is one of our producers knows firsthand that there were there was a lot of support for the Falcons, but there is also a show to do. And I will say one thing that You can say these are all front-running Super Bowl teams, and they are certainly in that conversation. The NFC has about eight of those teams. They're powerhouses. They have about eight of those teams. And the thing is, when you pick a team from the NFC South, you got to get out of that division first, whether it's the Saints or the Falcons or the Panthers. That's a really tough chore to begin with. So it's no cakewalk. We're not picking the Packers of the last six years that just rolled through the North. The Packers would be a much better pick. Well, I'm – I'm open to just picking any team, whether they're bad or good or whatever, if it's a team that you enjoy watching. Like you mentioned the Bengals. To me, that's a out of left field interesting choice just because they're so random. And I would like think I would think about the Bengals, but it, it sounds like right now we don't have a team that's just like jumping off. Like I'm in on the – here's the reality. I'm in on the Rams and the Chargers. I just know that you guys aren't going to go with them. Like I, I like the I two do find LA the Bengals. I'm still all in on the Chargers. I'd love to see Phillip Rivers do it. I just kind of feel like you guys – no one's going to go back to that well. This is a higher quality version of the Bengals, but this is a team where we've all agreed that their quarterback is the absolute middle of the league. And the co- Andy Dalton – and that oh. the coach is the absolute middle of the league. And is that what we're – I think it's too cute by half to all of a sudden say we're going to get behind the Bengals. And a little disingenuous that we've been burying them for I kind of like them this decade. year, though. Why? But I like change, I change who I like depending on the year. Yeah. I mean, other I mean, than the to Patriots. To me, the point the of the thing. exercise is to get in on a team before other people do. And you're I not getting think that in was on the, the point of the exercise. Effect. Well, I think we I, all agree. That was always a part For of each of us, the exercise means something a little bit different that's been part of the, the well, issue. It wasn't until <laughs> this true. year that people are like, oh, yeah, we should go for the powerhouse teams. <laughs> there used to be a little shame well, involved that Cardinals in that. Team, that Cardinals team that went to the NFC well, well, championship team was this is revision history. was fantastic. <laughs> they, yeah, but we got them before they were good. Well, actually, they were 8-1 and one with Carson Palmer the year before we picked them. But. And what were they total? Right, but – yeah. Listen, saying they were in a total. Gotta mess. love the sag. A lot of juice, a lot of heat. Erica, do you, do you feel that coming through the glass? Yeah, it's crazy out it's here. Palpable, right? Definitely. Um, so anyway, there, there's the nominees. The there, Atlanta. There, there are four teams that will not, or three teams that will not be the around the NFL. <laughs> the Atlanta the Falcons. That's true. All right. Do we have any applause for we, uh, each of these? We're gonna. Okay, never mind. All right, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Wait, we're we gonna go through with this farce. The Cincinnati Bengals. 
Woo. Wait, they're out there too. Wait, now they're out there. Oh, uh, what? Oh, Who's I'm the sorry. Ravens? The Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> and the New Orleans Saints. Those are the three nominees. Now, does that mean it's definitely the team of ATN? Maybe not. But that's who we've non nominated today. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and on the subreddit. Uh, and again, a reminder, the Around the NFL goes to London next week, and we will have a live show on Tuesday uh, night from the Curtain Club in Shoreditch, London. Uh, check out the Around the NFL handle on Twitter or any of our handles, um, quite frankly, to get uh, information on how to get tickets, and tickets are extremely limited. So uh, be sharp. I hope you're listening to this podcast early rather than later because I'm sure uh, whoever gets this stuff first will get the tickets first. Bang. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the show. Wait, can I hear Can we close out with the Packers song instead? <laughs> kind of into a relax song. So. Relax. All right. This is Dan Hansen signing off. We need, we need this after that. For a quiet storm, the mailman, the old boss, and a loose cannon behind the glass. Till Friday. Letters here. Just for everybody out there in Packer land today. R-E-L-A-X. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.